Welcome to the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. We're here in Bentonville, Arkansas at our at our headquarters. I've got with me our founder, Rocky Fleming, again. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. And uh, we're just continuing on uh, having conversations about different, different facets of the ministry and allowing you guys to hear personal testimonies from different people who've been involved in the ministry. And it's really been, been fun exploring this. Uh, our topic today is going to be how is influencers going to expand this message and this ministry to new places. And so uh, we want to kind of give you our philosophy, our, our view of that, and uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys and, uh, and what you're seeing out there in the field and, and, and love to watch how this thing is, is organic and how it spreads. Again, a, a quick way to communicate with us vi- regarding the podcast or anything else is you can just send us an email at podcastquestions at influencers.org and uh, give us your feedback or anything you're seeing out there. But, but we're really encouraged about all the different uh, areas of activity around the country where the journey's starting to, to take root and, and we, we get to find out how people found out about it. A lot of it's been through the website. A lot of it's been through word of mouth. And we're going to kind of talk about that today. So... So uh, just as diving into this, Rocky, uh, let's talk a little bit about how the ministry has expanded so far uh, and some of the things you've seen as a way God has chosen to expand this ministry. And we talk about organic Mm -hmm. versus an organization. Right. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit first. Well, uh, I think that it's a little redundant from the standpoint of other previous broadcasts from things that I've said. So please forgive me if I bore you. <laughs> but so, you know, what we do is so much uh, connected to uh, who we are. And who we are is so connected to why we are. And uh, we have been uh, given a, a very special message about abiding in Christ. And the, the message of abiding is uh, it will lead to great fruit bearing. Um, Jesus said, go and make disciples. Uh, that was the, one of the last things he said before he ascended, and we call that the Great Commission. But it was only a few weeks before that he also taught about abide in me. And then when he said, go and make disciples, he was saying, teach them what I've taught you. And he would have been saying, teach them to abide in me. And so uh, that message has been rather forgotten, if not eroded, through the years. And, it, and especially in America, I think that we are, we're, we're individualists, we're entrepreneurs as a country, as a nation. Uh, and as a result, it's, 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 it's part of our great strength as a, as a nation to have that mentality that we will strive to for excellence and for advancement and we will go to the moon and we'll go to Mars and we'll manufacture ways to get there. And we lead the world in that, Brian. We're really good at that. But unfortunately, that's not the way you build Christ Church because we're not building a factory here 
we're, we're really planting a garden. And it requires planting seeds that will be nurtured and will grow into little shoots that will grow into trees that will bear fruit and reproduce. And so uh, we're gardeners. Uh, we're messengers. We're not policemen. We're not going to be corporate cops that says you've got a rigid fundamental ways of doing things uh, or else you're not going to be part of us. That's, that's not the message that we were given. The, the message, message that we were given, given was that we were invited. We were invited to come to this place of intimacy with Christ. We were invited to be shown firsthand what that looks like when a man's life is so tuned in with the Lord, how that uh, begins to show itself with transformation. And then, as is the case, when God gets a man's heart, he begins to show himself in that man, and that man becomes very attractive to his world around him. Uh, people see that man, and they want to know what is the source. They knew the man the way he used to be. Now they're looking at the man the way he is, and they're, they're wanting to know what is the difference, what created this. It's not uh, something that we have made happen. It's something that we've been invited to join. But what we can do is that we can get in the way of that if we're not careful. Now, the reason I uh, laid the foundation of answering that question is because everything that we are doing now as a ministry is an outgrowth of that one thing, and that is abide in Christ. You will bear fruit. And so we have taken the philosophy that rather than trying to bear the fruit, and that is our mission and our work and our purpose, We've taken the theology that's been taught, and that is we are to abide in Christ and trust him with the fruit. Now, what does that fruit look like? Well, I can tell you it's expansion. And over the last 16 years, we have seen an amazing expansion of this ministry to places that we never really planned on. We were invited. And if, 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 an organ, if a virus is spread by human contact, either by touch or breath or whatever, then we can understand that the virus of Christianity is spread the same way. It's an organism that will infect other people and it, it, it enters into their lives and then they come and join that. And so through the years, we've seen the organism of influencers grow as these lives, these men whose lives have been changed, have been spread far and wide throughout the nation and, and throughout the world. We've seen businessmen who are taking the journey, uh, which is to help people grow in this intimacy with Christ, take it to places like China, uh, to uh, Afghanistan, uh, to Africa, uh, to prisons, to places all over the world that we never determined as a ministry that we are going to go and do that. We were invited to go there. And as a result, we feel like that, that God is showing his, uh, his promise of, of fruit being born from abiding to be true. We are living it out. Now the question is this, uh, will it sustain? 
will we continue to be able to expand this ministry uh, uh, the, in the same way? Because some people think, well, that's very slow. or You're being kind of passive in that, aren't you? But, Brian, we're committed to that. We've, we're sold out to that. We're sold out to the fact that we feel that we're simply messengers, that God has given us a message and he is giving us the opportunity to share that message and then help people get into that proximity with Christ. We're following him. So our expansion philosophy is, okay, we're gonna walk with Jesus and see where that takes us. Now that scares a lot of people. And, I, and honestly, I'd been scared too 17, 18 years ago. <laughs> unless God grew me up with my own relationship with him. And now it makes perfect sense. What do you think? <laughs> well, I've, I've been part of it for quite a while now, too, so I've gotten to witness that, you know, just in how, how God touches a life and then they end up sharing that with other people. And, and a lot of times it's people outside of where they live, you know, so they're, they're sharing it with their friends or their family who live in other cities. And, and that's one way that I've seen it, it spread. Um, and I've just seen also God just raising up people that we didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden they, seek, they reach out to us and start inquiring. So that's another example of us being invited to new places. So, so I believe in it. I'm with you and, and, and I'm on board. I, I, I say this all the time. If we were, if we were operating in, I, I mean, I'm a salesman. I, I come from a sales background. So, so do you. Right. If we had our sales hats on, we would do, be doing demographic studies of the largest cities, of the largest churches, and we'd be trying to make appointments with the senior pastors and, and get a, an appointment. And we'd show our you know, bag of tricks and our process and try to get the, convince them to do this. And why would we do that? If we were doing that, it'd be, we'd be in our flesh and we'd be using our, you know, our intelligence. We would be using all that great stuff we learned as the American businessmen, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's right. Now, that's unfortunately, right. that's what we're seeing happening in many churches. As churches are becoming very successful organizations, but the Holy Spirit's walked right out of them. Mm -hmm. And they're no longer the organism. And, you know, there's a passage that says that... Um, they're looking like it, but denying the power of Christ. Hmm. Uh, that there are a lot of ministries out there that look the part. And at one time, they were the part. At one time, they were so uh, near the flame that they were hotter than heck. But they got big, and then they became sophisticated, and, and then they took over. And we can run this now. And as a result, there's something missing, there's something mysterious missing. Now, that's not to be critical of them, although I do sound like it. And if I am, it's because that's my family I'm talking about. And I want my family to understand that, that they carry unnecessary burdens, burdens to feel like it's up to them to make things happen when they can instead join with the work of the Holy Spirit and, and be a part of something far greater. You see, honestly, when we don't do it that way, Brian, we're frustrating our spiritual gifts, and we're frustrated, period. Because our hearts could be good and our intentions are good, but we just it's just not happening because we're going at it in the wrong way. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to will it out. We're trying to make it happen as men. And I just want to be a part of something that God's doing. 
And I feel like that if we can position ourselves uh, to do that, then it's going to require us to, well, it's going to allow us to be a part of something big, but it's going to require us to get out of the way at the same time. Now, let me flip-flop this thing. I want to ask you a few questions, okay? Okay, sure. Okay, so uh, I'm asked about the expansion philosophy and how we're going to do it, but that's really, you're going to have to be the one to answer that because you're the organizational leader of this ministry now. Thank God I was given (laughs) the freedom to step away from the organizational duties. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate (laughs) that. Um, And honestly, I think you do a better job than me because you have that gift uh, set for doing that. And, uh, and I'm just tickled that you're on board and, and are part of this. But you have a, a little bit of a difficulty here. That is to how to maintain the DNA that has been formed over the last 16 years, but at the same time having duties to try to expand this ministry to places that we would like to go and share the message. You know, Brian, uh, we have tens of thousands of people now that have gone through the journey and their lives have been transformed. Would it be okay for us to say we'd like hundreds of thousands? Hmm. Would it be okay to say that we would love millions all over the country and all over the world? Would that be okay? That's okay with me. Uh, So the question is not the fact that we want that, because we do want that. But how to get it is what we're what we're di- talking about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. What's your vision for protecting the DNA, but at the same time expanding this ministry nationwide and worldwide? Mm. Well, I I find myself in the same seat that you've always been in, and that is of utter dependence on the Holy Spirit. And, and you know pressing into the Lord myself personally as the, as, as this he's been giving me this position and he's anointed me to do this um, and I got to hear from him on what he what he wants and so I'm always personally just pressing into him and asking for wisdom and asking him to give me that but also surrounding myself with good people and, and a good team of people who care about uh, you know this ministry as much as I do, and are praying with me about it. And I think we—I think prayer is probably the first thing we got to do. Lord, where do you want us to go? And I've watched in my tenure with this ministry, even as a volunteer before I came on full time, I've seen how God prepared us for the next step. And and it's just one step at a time. And I think my my deal is I don't want to get ahead of God, and I don't want to be behind God. I want to be carried along by the Holy Spirit and be right in sync. With him, and so, so I think I think he's going to use uh, creativity and and different ideas, and I think that's fine. And and God has wired me that way to try new things. And we'll talk about the five seed, uh, the five seed uh, challenge that we came right. up with. That was just a creative idea that I right. think the Lord gave me. And and I think he's going to use a conjunction, you know, a combination of of creativity and obedience and following the Holy Spirit, all that together, uh, just like he has so far. I don't think it changes that much because if if it if we try to get too organized then we're in danger of of getting away from the dna right. i feel like anyway right. so well you know uh i i think we're safe if we use jesus as the model right 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 and uh and he 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 actually said that he says if you're gonna be my disciple then do you do as i do and the things i say right that's right and uh 
It's interesting about Jesus. Uh, Jesus uh, was a paradox in that he was, is uh, fully God, but he was fully man. He was human, but he was God. And being human, he, uh, he cut, he bled, he hurt, he cried, he was hungry. Uh, he, had, he was weak physically at different times. Uh, and he had anguish. Uh, he had laughter. He had all the human characteristics and traits that we do, and honestly, limitations as humans, but he was God. But, it, but he also laid down his crown as God, and he came to be a bondservant. And I find it interesting what Jesus said about himself. Uh, and you can look it up. There are several passages that will affirm this. But he says, I say nothing on my own accord. He said, I, I say only what the Father tells me to say. I do only what the Father tells me to do. So he is saying constantly, these, he's processing dealing with the challenges and the carrying forth the message as the messenger um, as we would have to. He gave us a model. Now the model is found in Mark 1.13 where you would find that it says simply this, that Jesus rose up early while it was still dark and went to the wilderness to pray. And we read that, we ask the question, well, why would Jesus do that? I mean, the morning before, the day before, he had healed a bunch of people. He was staying at Peter's house. Uh, this was in the early part of his ministry, and uh, public ministry. And, uh, and we find that he was rising up early before anybody woke up. And he didn't get out in the public square and didn't get in the living room. He, he went out into the wilderness so he could be right by himself to commune with the Father. Why? Well, I think that that's where he heard what he was to say. That's where he saw what he was to do. I think that his communion with Father was as important to him because he was having to live the life as a human even though he's God. He was dependent. He was absolutely dependent on the Father downloading him guidance uh, as he would carry out his ministry. And if that is true, and I believe it is true, then why would that not also be true for us as well? You see, this is what I think is the most important part in a ministry and that is its leaders of that ministry have got to be listening and getting their, their information from God to how to lead that ministry. you agree with that? I, I totally agree with that. It, to me, it's the, it's the faith plus obedience. So we draw our faith from that, what you're talking about, and yeah. then while we're in the, that place of faith, he reveals things to us, but then it's up to us to act on the things that he's because we could hear things from him and then do nothing. Right. But I think it's important that we add to that obedience and step, and even if it's bold steps of faith and things that don't even make sense, you know. Right. And one thing I wanted to comment on, too, is if you think about the Apostle Paul, he was, he was the first missionary. And a lot of the places he went were, were logical. He went to like to his hometown and then 
places that he'd been before, places mm-hmm. he knew about. Um, and then there's also interesting stories where the Holy Spirit prevented him. It doesn't even say how. Maybe it was a storm or something. But it, it says the Holy Spirit prevented him from going to certain places. And so as we start going where, you know, and some of it is just natural, uh, but he is guiding us along the way, mm-hmm. you know. So I think I've seen that in this ministry too, how it spread from Northwest Arkansas to California because of your relationship with Pete McKenzie. And then from Pete's relationships, it spread up to Bakersfield. Um, you know, Tulsa, it was because I was two hours away in Tulsa that I found out about it. You know, so some of this God's been working through natural connections and mm-hmm. and things. But uh, And so I think he'll keep doing that is, is what I hope and, and pray. But I want all the guys out there and girls who've been through the journey and been touched by it, I want them to think of themselves as missionaries. Yeah. That they they had Nate now have this sacred message and now they have a sacred responsibility to share it, not only in just leading journey groups right where they are and helping share the message where they are, but but thinking of outside of the box a little bit, you know, family members that live in other cities or, or old college friends or people places they used to live. Uh, we've already seen where uh, people have been transferred with their job mm-hmm. to a new city. Yeah. And they got there and they realized there's no journey groups. And they said, God, we got to have some journey groups here. Mm-hmm. And they took it upon themselves to start them. You know, that's been a natural thing that's happened. Right. So that's what I'm, I'm just excited to see this, participate in this. But I totally agree that we got to keep the first things first. And that is pressing into the, the Father and asking Him, where do you want us to go? But then being willing to go yeah. when He tells us to go. So. Well, there's another interesting point that, that I think that could be made, and that is the paradigm shift within the church. Um, I had an interesting conversation with this group of pastors that we meet with, and this was, oh, a couple of months ago, and they were talking about the average age of pastors nowadays, uh, especially in large churches. Not the small churches, but the large churches, maybe the mega churches or the traditional churches as we might call it. And uh, the average age, uh, he said uh, five years ago was like 40 and then it was 45 and it's 50 and, and they're starting to see it creeping on, a, on up the scale there that the average age of the, of the senior pastor of those churches are getting older and older. Now, I didn't, I didn't make a connection how that would be a problem, but one of the pastors was alarmed and I asked why, and he says, well, man, he says, I'm, I'm working hard to try to build this church and hope to pass it along uh, to some younger pastors, but it seems like that there are less and less younger pastors that are, are coming along. And what does that mean for us? And I said, well, I said, let me challenge you on something. Uh, it, it might mean that the current model that we see with the particular church that you have or large churches might be seriously challenged. It might be that the the large churches will have to be broken into smaller churches. Um, But the kingdom of God is bigger than a particular church model. And I said, I think that the kingdom of God will continue to thrive and it might be a different model. Now the question is, do you want to join the kingdom of God or do you want to maintain a model? Because I think if we try to maintain a certain model then we are holding on to the traditions of men and teach them as equal to precepts of God. The model of the church is more than four walls. 
it's the church is, uh, and if you go to China, you'll find that they're very, they have millions of, of Chinese that are Christians that are not meeting in churches, they're meeting in homes. But it's church, and, and we see it in South Korea, and see it in Iran and Iraq, and a lot of the countries that it's illegal or great persecution if they were to meet publicly in large churches. So they, the kingdom of God will not be outdone. And the question is, do we join the kingdom of God? Now this is the thing that I feel that influencers is a ministry that's been raised up for the kingdom of God. Our heart is to help Christians learn to walk into a deep, intimate, abiding relationship with Christ. Some ministries are raised up to feed people and to get homes for them and drill wells for them and evangelize. And way to go. God's doing a great work in those particular models. This, but influencers, we're messengers to the, to the body of Christ, to the kingdom of Christ, about how he is inviting us to come closer to him. And so our message, we're gonna be very supportive of local churches because we feel like that they're, they're still the apple of God's eye. Uh, there's some churches that will want us in there to help them, and there are others that say, hey, we got this. You know, we don't need you. Okay, fine, we'll go to another one. But we are committed to the local church, but we are also committed to the big C, and that is other ministries that are not necessarily in the local church, such as prison ministries, uh, care ministries, campus ministries, uh, ministry to businessmen and women, where we have journey groups that are going on in their, in their conference rooms. And so, you know, it gives us, a, it gives us a, a large playing field to operate under. And so the expansion of this ministry is not to carry a particular model, but it's to go into all of these places, wherever that might be. We don't want to go where we're invited. And so our philosophy is, okay, Lord, here we are. Take whatever you want of us, just show where to go, and we're there. The answer is yes, Now, what's the question? That's right. That's good. Well, um, you know, I mentioned the five seed challenge, and I just want to bring it up just because I, you know, I, I was thinking about this idea of connectivity and or, organic expansion last year, and and we thought, uh, you know, God seems to use that little book, Journey to the Inner Chamber, that you wrote as a good way to see what's going on in a person's heart, and it's been proven that when someone reads that. A lot of times they're prompted to say, "What's I want? I want to want more. I want to go deeper." And so uh, the way I've recruited all my journey groups, fifteen journey groups, is just handing out those books and and to encourage them to read it mm -hmm. and all that. So we came up with this idea of what if every influencer out there ordered five Journey to the Inner Chamber books and prayed about who they could send those books to, and and I encourage them to write a little testimony of what the journey is and what it meant to them in their life and say, we'd love to tell you more about this discipleship process called The Journey after you read this book, you know? Right. And just send those out. And uh, we put that out there last year, and we sent an email about it. And I think we had about 30 or 40 orders of the Five Seed Challenge. Uh, and we discounted the books, you know, so they're, they're $8 each when you buy five. And uh, we had quite a few people spread the word out there. And it's still early to tell, you know, if that's borne fruit, but I, I suspect 
that it made an impact for those places mm-hmm. that, that were sent out. So so all of you out there, it's still available. It's called the Five Seed Challenge Pack, and you, you can order five Journey to the Inner Chamber books and for $40. And um, I would encourage you guys to pray about that. And again, it, you should know enough about this ministry to know that this isn't just a gimmick to sell more books. We care about getting this message out there and finding the places God wants us to go. And, and it could be your cousin that you send the book to who lives in Scranton, New Jersey or something that is the, the one that where God wants us to go. We don't know where it's going to be. Uh, we have a lot of places on the radar screen and we're really, uh, we're going to be pursuing those this next year and we're really excited about it. But anyway, that's, that was just one idea. Well, you know, Brian, a book will not change a life, right? but it can get them headed in the right direction. Sure. Sure. And so uh, when they, uh, when we use the journey to the inner chamber, it's an invitation to now go to the nine-month discipleship process called right. the journey. That's right. Now, the journey itself will not change a person's life, hmm. but it's the destination a journey takes a man to or, and a woman to and a couple to. It takes them into proximity with Christ, and that's where life changes is the whole process that we're trying to get a man and woman to or a couple to is into that close proximity with Christ. And so uh, whenever any of our listeners were to take the 5C challenge and would, uh, would try to birth this uh, message to the friends and constituents wherever they are, whether it's in their locale or different parts of the country, then they are, are basically messengers. They're, this is a, the beginning process of discipleship where it could help a person get headed in the right direction and hopefully it would lead to that place of transformation, that place of proximity, and then what that person has done in that life will be reproduced 10 and 100 fold down the way. So it, it, it's a way of sowing, mm-hmm. and, and it is effective. So I would encourage people to, to do that. Because what we do, guys and gals, if you, if you choose to help out in that, understand that, that we will follow that up. Uh, and we will likely be talking to anybody who would like to discuss how to get journey groups going and training them. And we have seen ourselves now move out to different parts of the nation just by this little organism that's mm-hmm. infecting other people in different areas. Mm. That's right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today's podcast. But what, I just want to ask all of you out there listening, would you, would you be praying for this ministry and praying for God to guide us in the places that he wants us to go? And, and, and we're praying for champions to be raised up, men and women that – that are just have this deep burning desire to go make disciples and are just looking for the tool that we have to offer and getting us connected uh, somehow in, in his supernatural way that he works. So be praying for this ministry to guide our steps. Uh, we've got a whole list of new cities that uh, have journey activity. We call them affiliate cities, and, and we're really excited to foster those relationships and support those people out there. So, And we're here for you. If you're out there and you've just heard this podcast and you don't even know about the journey, please 
please contact us so that we can uh, get help you and share with you everything that, that God has showed us. Uh, you can send us an inf- uh, email at information at influencers.org is a quick way to send us an email, and we will I will personally follow up with you and help you any way I can. So anyway, this is the Influencers Network podcast that, that we've been doing, produced by Influencers Global Ministries in Benville, Arkansas. Uh, we've been so privileged to talk to you today. Uh, My name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and to go make disciples. So bless you out there.